It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's, What's up? up? What is up? What's up? What's up? It's like we create a chorus. First of all, there's there's Ron saying it, and then there's the echo, and then there's our echo. It just creates this beautiful <laughs> noise every week. Welcome into episode number 100 cents of Jobbing Out. <laughs> Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and... The main yeah. 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 Give it to me again. Yeah. That's my guy. AJ Francis, aka AKA Frank, aka Top. Top dollar. Wow. Wow. We got a lot to discuss. By the way, thanks a lot for making me have to feel uncomfortable saying dollar all the time. (laughs) I don't think you understand how uncomfortable white people are. It's okay. You're not supposed to say the hard R. Are we allowed? Yeah. Yeah, What's the hard hard R R rule here? What's the hard R R rule? Don't Um, worry. It's like my dog. My dog, his real name is Gunpowder, right? But we call him Gunna, like the rapper. Yeah. Yeah. my, My girl's dad's always like hey gunner and i'm like uh. <laughs> yeah, let's avoid that hard r chief <laughs> let's avoid that at all costs so yeah um aj's here for a minute we, we, we'll talk a little bit about episode two and episode three of wwe's most wanted treasure sunday nights 10 o'clock on a and e but um couldn't help but notice you got yourself a name these days you got yourself a name tell me about it how to come about it's uh, honestly, I can't even take credit for it. Uh, honestly, it was, uh, via like, a, uh, you know, we have like a, uh, text conversation and they were just spitting out names and, you know, you know me, I'm, I'm not one to hold punches. So some of the names I, they sent out, I'd be like, oh, that's a dud. Um, you know, that there's nothing there with that one. And then Billy McFreeze. And then somebody <laughs> said, and then they said, top dollar and i said hmm that could work it kind of it <laughs> kind of fits work. with the it kind of fits with the main event it kind of fits with all of the various things we know about you that that doesn't and, and here's the thing though when it's somebody else's idea to call you top dollar that i'm it's <laughs> I true mean, it's true. It's kind of like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's way better than the other one they threw out for you, which was Lars Sullivan. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we got this other name that we're not using anymore. Yeah, what do you like think that. about that? We just can, can you tell us some character. of the names that just were flopped? Um, well, I can tell you some of the names that like I pitched. Okay. That uh, ended up not being used. Um, we had, you know, Big Dollar. Um. Uh, you know, we had uh, Marlo Dalla. You know, uh, we had uh, we had uh, uh, 
Franklin Warfield. Ooh, ooh, I kind of love that one, if I'm being honest uh, with you. <laughs> uh, we had we had uh, Franklin Royal. Ooh, oh, that's really um, good. Mm, that's good. These are good names, you know? And I came, I came up with all these, but um, I, you know, one of those things is like, I've always said it, I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, you know, wrestling and any art form, you know what I'm saying? You don't stand over an artist's shoulder and tell them how to paint. You just tell them if you like the painting after it's done. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So uh, when the name Top Dollar was presented, I could have been like, no, I didn't come up with that. That's not what I want. But I was like, that's fucking Yeah, it kind of works. Right. It, yeah, I get that. <laughs> like, it's definitely, you know, it's really funny when we named my six-year-old Graham Marshall Everybody was like, oh, so like Grand Marshal. And the truth is, we never thought about that. We like, my, okay, settle down. Her like mo- mother's maiden name was Graham. Mine and my father's middle name is Marshall. So we were just oh, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. So Graham's named after his Graham Graham? Yeah, it's exactly right, actually. <laughs> That's exactly correct. Wow, not bad, dude. It's exa- 100% accurate. But, like, so everybody keeps saying, like, oh, like, Grand Marshal. And we're like, no, it was just a family name. And then we realize, like, of all the things for people to call him, like, yeah. like for fuck's sake, man, if that means that his nickname is Grand Marshal for the rest of his life. That's a okay. pretty massive win, right? <laughs> Huge win. <laughs> right. So we were like, yeah, we'll stick with that, man. We could have done way worse there. And I feel the same way about Top Dollar. Like, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> if somebody's going to refer to you as something, that ain't you know, a bad thing. You know, thing. it's cool. Like, so, like, so, like, I'm talking to some of the boys, and, like, you know, you got guys like uh, Tino Sabatelli. He played in the NFL as well. Yep. And uh, so I'm talking to him, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got my name finally. He's like, what is it? I was like, top dollar. He's like, how did you get the coolest name ever? <laughs> right. right. Uh, it ain't bad, saying? dude. It but I had, bad. To, I, I had to make the point. I was like, just so we all on the same page, like, I'm willing to do everything for this company, but, you know what I'm saying, you can't name me top dollar and then have me play a second banana. Mm, that's true. That really wouldn't work. That really <laughs> would not be. That would not be okay. Yeah, uh, and if that happened, we'd all have to come on the show and be like, you can't call someone top dollar and have them lose true. all the time. It's true. Exactly what we would have to do every week. We'd have to scream about it until he won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, in which case we'd like, say even if it wasn't he won top dollar. Or, or the other thing is he loses the name top in a match at some point. Yeah, it's just, just dollar. dollar. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I wanted uh, I wanted my name to just be dollar, but I think it's that's there's a rapper that's named dollar. So uh, like, uh, so like, there's probably the, like legality things there. Yeah. But at this point, how is there not a rapper named every single thing that there is? It's also a good question. <laughs> True. Also hey, a good hey, question. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. So on the indies, I was Sugar Bear, right? And my, um, uh, on the indies, I was Sugar Bear. I was almost Sugar, just straight Sugar. But there's a Korean rapper. <laughs> Sure. Of sure there is. Of course there is. Of course there is. I thought all rappers were Lil or Young. Or I thought that was the, like you had to be Lil Sugar or Young Sugar or something along those lines these days. It, Not in Korea, apparently. apparently. Yeah, in Korea there's different rules, man. That's the way it goes. Well, that's cool. So, you know, we just continued. We, we, you know, we saw you poking around in the background again the other night. I imagine... <clears throat> Might not be in the background for all that much longer. I guess it's about all we can say about that, right? It's... I mean, 
you uh the the thing the cool thing is that like doing the the promos with swerve is like they're like hey so act like you would in a studio and i'm like I mean, that's not hard for me to do. Right. <sighs> hey, that's what we do. <laughs> like, I, lit- I literally have a studio in my house. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like... <laughs> no doubt. No doubt, it's, man. it's easy to... All right, what would you be doing here in the studio? Oh, okay. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're co- we call this acting. That's what this is. It's, it's What's acting. What's the John Lovitz? The acting! Right. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's talk about uh, let's talk a little bit about episode two, and then we'll get into episode three of WWE's Most Wanted Treasures. Um, you're just sitting down having a beer with with the mayor of Knoxville, who just so happens to also. I would to like also... to point out that I had multiple beers. Well, okay, yes. Yeah, sure. Was he and drinking he, water? He, he did. He, him being the him being the mayor, he was like, no, I'm not. It's not going to be a good look. Oh. So. You know, Wait, you mean like choke slamming people in the ring, <laughs> or like dragging them to hell? Right. Yeah, but he's got to stop. He, he draws, was in the Royal Rumble. He draws the line year. at supporting a local business. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but it was um, it was cool. You know, um, the funny thing is about that scene is that like that was just genuine conversation. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Like I didn't expect them to keep that politician line in on the show. <laughs> that was cool. That was a good one. That was a really good one. Yeah, it was no very doubt. good. That was, that was no a good, good bit. Like it was like you know, I was like, come on, man, come on, triple. He's like, nah, man, I got stuff to run. I'm like, come on, man. If you listen to anybody in here, politicians don't do anything, anyways. It was a great like, line. Tremendous and line. It, it, it popped was... him. It popped people around us. Like, and then they left it in, and I was like, oh, that's great. Well, that makes me look good. Yep. It was phenomenal, and I do have to add. I, I just want to say this statement. You were at the Undertaker's house in his, well, I, I guess this wasn't at his house, but you were in his storage unit. Like, you yeah. were, like, doing what I had to do at my dad's house two weeks ago, cleaning out my old stuff at the Undertaker's storage <laughs> unit. And the craziest part is, like... Like, you like, were picking up boxes and going like, through shit. The, the, the craziest part of all is the fact that, like, like... That wasn't a work at all. Like, Taker legit had not been to his warehouse, I mean, to uh, uh, his storage unit in 15 years. Like, it had, all that stuff had sat in there for 15 years. And then you go in and he has his all his gear and like, the, that, me finding that Phantom Mask, that wasn't a work. That literally just happened to be in that box. I was going to ask about it because, you know, we've heard about storage wars and stuff like that. They'll just, you know, throw stuff in there to make it better. And But that was actually in like, like found that, that way. Single thing, like when I found the hat and I was like, hey, can you put it on and give me the head tilt and the eye roll? That's all real. Like none of that was was put on. Like I'd be the first person to let you know something was fugazi. All that was all that was real, which was way cooler to me. Like like the funny the funniest thing is like. The only thing that was that wasn't real in there is me pulling up late in the scene because I was already there. <laughs> but they were like, "Ah, we haven't started shooting yet, so we'll just make it seem like you pulled up." And I just waited in the parking lot, like, <laughs> but like that was literally the only produced part of all of that. Everything else in there was 100 percent real. Are you at all bitter that you did not find the actual cane mask? Um, no. Uh, the problem, like, the good thing is that like. Obviously, the plan is to have more seasons. Ooh, so, 
yeah. So like a full season on the look for Kate Bass. Yeah. So, and people like, will see this and if they have the thing, they might start yeah, reaching out. Exactly. And also, to be completely honest, just in my conversations with Kane, he thinks that the first mask is gone completely. Like he think it might it might have been thrown away years ago because like when he wore it, he wore it for a few months and it was sweaty and it was like crusted and like at the time he didn't know he was that character was going to make him a WWE Hall of Famer like he has no idea where it is or who has it so like maybe watching somebody watching the shows like I have the original and if they do it won't be hard to spot because it'll be very easily identifiable but like for the most part bro no he like I don't think that we'll ever find that but then again you know, there were some things on the show later in the season that I was like, that's dead in the water. And then they just showed up. So it's like, you never really know. It's just like wrestling, I guess. That's cool, man. How, that's cool. how much did you want to shit your pants when you had both Kane and Undertaker yelling at you about lowballing him? <laughs> the craziest part to me, dude, me, Taker, and Kane drove around uh, <laughs> Knoxville and did like, like legit, no, bu- no bullshit, like, two hours in the car just like shooting the shit telling stories blah 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 none of which made the show so it's like like everybody thinks it's cool like oh you got to go to Kane's attic and do a take i was like bro you don't even know the half of it bro like well the fact <laughs> that you're we, driving we, them around we did because you were like, sending us pictures and we were like yeah. what the fuck life are you living like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody everybody that listens to the show that heard all the redacted um yeah yeah, all, all this stuff, exactly stuff, right. This is everything that we were finding out as it was happening <laughs> that God, we had to redact. Man. Jesus, that's unreal. It's un. By the way, Glenn's real. in the process of re-editing those shows now. So you no, can hear. no, that'll never happen. I'll never spend any time <laughs> no, doing that'll that. <laughs> that'll never, ever happen. You're watching the unedited shows right now on Sunday nights on A&E. This is the, the, this is the part two, and I, I, I know I, I messaged you about this. What drives me nuts is that I do not like watching things that I have to pay attention to. Like, I want to be able to watch things distracted because, you know, I got kids, I got work, I got all that shit going on. I don't like to have to put entire focus on a show. So I sit down on Sunday night to distractedly watch the show, and I'm so captivated by the... Like, I never knew about Unabomb. I never, never knew about him. I didn't either. Aaron, Aaron's like, oh, I did. Of oh, course Aaron I did. Happened. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron's like, I, I definitely knew about it. What's wrong with you guys? I know. I, know, I feel like okay, I had heard about it in passing, it? but I didn't know the whole story that he wrestled Undertaker and all that. Yeah. Other stuff. I, I knew that Unibomb, because I'd just been on his Wikipedia before, I knew that he wrestled as Unibomb. Right. But I same. didn't know at all that the Unibomb character came out kind of looking like Kane. Yeah, I, I didn't know how much that outfit was exactly like it, yeah. Dude, I was so fascinated by the history side of it. Like, the history side of it to me was so compelling. I was, And the fact that he still had that shit was crazy. Oh, no doubt, man. And it forced me to have to watch the show undistracted, so fuck you. Fuck. I, 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 I'll say part. this. I wish you had gotten, gotten him to put on the Unabomb, uh, just the full outfit. Uh, the, I don't think he's going to be putting on those leather straps, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> he is still trying to win a mayoral race in Tennessee. But, um, when he, like the coolest part to me is the fact that like, like perfect example this weekend, like you learn in the history that you didn't know, like I'm a mega mark. We're all mega marks and we all learned things that we didn't know from the show. Right. Yep. This weekend, it's the same exact thing, except it's 
Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman stories. Oh, oh. God, that's not going to suck. So, and and how and how exactly does the Batmobile end up being involved? Can you explain? Honestly, here's the he owns I Batmobiles. The, I posted the picture um, because it was just a great picture, obviously. But like, I don't think that's going to make the show strictly because of legal ramifications and mm. not wanting to pay the Batmobile mm. people. Yeah, fair. But, yeah. Um, but like, Jerry owns that. Like, Jerry owns the Batmobile. Like, Jerry's... That's another thing about this, like, yes, Taker had his stuff in the storage unit, and so did Kane. And, uh, he came had it in his attic. And, like, we went to a bunch of storage units for the first episode, uh, to collectors' houses for the first episode with Mick Foley. But, like, Jerry's collection? Like, Jerry's collection is is one of the best ones that I see, we see the whole show. Like, Jerry has one of the best collections there is, and it's not just wrestling. It's Batman. It's Superman. It's, uh, like, all types of Cleveland Brown stuff. He has, like, a whole wall dedicated to Coca-Cola, and it's, like, old Coke bottles and, like, train sets and, like, all types of, like, just some of the craziest things that you could ever imagine. Also, by the way, uh, he has, like, stuff from The Rock's career, which you know pop me. Like, so, like, like, and he tells the story about how he died on air. Like, like this episode, like people, I've heard people be like, well, Jerry Lawler's kind of a letdown after Mankind and Undertaker's. Like, first of all, he's a Hall of Famer. You suck. Second of all, like, he was literally the voice of all of our childhood. And he's a relevant pop culture figure. Yeah. And third Uh, of all, the episode itself and the things that we cover is one of the best episodes. That's why it's like, we could have put Booker T here or we could have put, you know, it, but the reason we put Lawler there is because the Lawler episode is fantastic. I don't know what's in it. I haven't seen the final cut, but I know all the things that we shot and I've seen how they did the first two episodes. The Lawler episode is going to be incredible. Dude, Jerry Lawler ran Memphis for forever. And no, he's like every person, the king of the Memphis king. is not a gimmick. And no. every person went through there, like like every wrestler you've ever heard of that wrestled yes, in the 90s. including The Rock. I mean, I mean some of the most fascinating stories I had were, I mean, Jerry Lawler basically, was it Jerry Lawler's territory that facilitated the beginning of the Mr. McMahon heel character? I believe that's... Yeah, the, in, in a lot of ways. Yes. Like, they went to the territory of yeah. Jerry Lawler's territory and Vince McMahon played a heel and brought people from WWF to fight against people that were in. I think Bret Hart yes. was one of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's like, wild. Here's like, the thing, though. Here's the craziest part. Like, you got to understand. I can't undersell how like he's literally the king of Memphis. It's not like a moniker. That's not a gimmick, dude. We drove around Memphis in his Batmobile, in a vintage <laughs> Adam West. Batmobile and 90% of the people that saw us didn't go oh my god that's a Batmobile they said oh my god that's Jerry Lawler <laughs> and the other half probably said what's up Jerry yeah, like, what, always- what a yeah, not, not oh my god oh this is normal yeah so, this is yeah. Jerry Lawler just Jerry Lawler driving around like he does like he does here in Memphis what a life man that's unbelievable all right that's coming up on uh, Sunday night at 10 o'clock and, and I've already forgotten what's the biography this week Ooh, macho yeah. Man. Oh, Randy that's right. It's Macho Man. That's oh, absolutely yeah, right. Bro. That's the one I'm looking forward to the most out of the Me whole too. list. Of- Me yeah. too, bro. It Me is. too. It is coming I up. have a huge Macho Man mark. I mean, I'm a huge Roddy mark, so last week was really big for me, but I can understand why other people 
would be more so inclined for the Macho Man. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna be dope. All right, dude. Anything else we can uh, we can cover for you? What can we plug? What can we do? Uh, just follow me on all social media at AJ Francis four one zero. And um, you know, I am super excited about this week's episode. There's a lot of big things coming up, so I will be in touch with you guys very very soon. WWE's Uh-oh. most wanted treasure Sunday night ten o'clock. There he goes. He is Top Dollar, aka the main event. event. AJ Francis. Love you, brother. Thank you. Love you guys. Peace. AJ checking in after this week. By the way, so um I guess from there, let's just spend the minute on it. I the I, I really enjoyed the Roddy like biography. I was conflicted about how kind of quickly they glossed over the things that he said and made it seem like he was the bad guy for saying them. Like, I, I, that was, that made me a little uncomfortable there at the end. That when he, when they, they decided to cover the part about what he said about the wrestling industry and I'm not going to make it to 65 and all that. And then it was presented as though, you know, Roddy made a mistake. A- and that, that left a really bad like I would almost if you're gonna if that's the route you're gonna go, just don't even include it. Because that I thought was a bad look. There there are a few of these segments that makes it feel like because of maybe not directly, but at least there there's a presence of, you know, the dark side of the ring thing, like this is almost a response to it. Yeah. And they feel like, oh, we have to present this, but we're going to present it in a positive light, which just, you know, as you said, isn't the case and is really weird. And if, if you're gonna do that, it try to spin it to positive light, just don't do it. I, it's it's exactly how I feel. like if you just if you can't touch this, you can't touch it. But to do it this way, I it was gross. Also, as a lot of people on the internet pointed out, the 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 thing that was one of the weirdest bits ever what they had Vince McMahon do at the start. The, the whole Vince in all of these things, I I'm not I, I mentioned that last week. He's weird in this stuff. Like he was weird. I mean you guys were like, yeah, it's a bit or whatever at the end of the McFoley. That was oh, I stand still by weird. that. I don't, I don't, I still don't think it that was, was that weird. It was still weird. He's I think been it, weird. I think, I think you're thing. conflating unnecessary with weird. Like that was unnecessary, but it was fine. It was exactly kind of the way that you would expect the Vince McMahon character to act. This was, I mean, what the fuck was and, this? And, and it's the two different shows. You want to act like kayfabe and goofy on the treasures? Fine. You're, you're saying something called a biography. I don't want to see kayfabe. Yeah, yeah, that was a really weird bit. Well. Man. I will I I will give them this one little morsel of at least they said it, like that I agree they shouldn't have left the Roddy uh interview with uh is it HBO that he did the interview with Yes yeah They shouldn't have left that in but at least Vince didn't say he lied or made like he said well if you say something bad about us you can't work with us which is like that's exactly what happened. That wasn't I, I'm, him saying I'm aware, it was false. but that's not a good look. It looks really bad. Well, no, it's like I said before. Vince McMahon is—they're portraying him as the asshole he is on these on these biographies. I mean, they did the same thing on the Steve Austin one. Like, he, there was a segment where he basically was just like, "Yeah, I'm an asshole," you know. Like, yeah, but this that was, one felt more kayfabe, yeah. more like in care. Like, this one felt more Mr. McMahon than Vince McMahon. Um, how so? Yeah, I mean, I, he said. 
He said, you work for the company and you say something bad about the company. I mean, that's exactly how they operate, right? Like, it is, we know but, that that's, but that's part of the problem. If someone goes on Twitter and the, talks the, a bunch the, of shit... The bigger, the bigger problem is when you call something a biography. This is a bigger problem for any. If you're presenting something as a biography, it can't be... This is what WWE wanted to say. That's not a biography. Right. There should have been someone else being like, somebody I can't should have presented punished him for Right. This somebody should have yeah. presented how horrible, how atrocious it was that Roddy was speaking up about something that was very real and he was being punished for it. That's it's atrocious. There needed to be that voice that existed, but what we're not and it's the reminder that we're not really getting an A and E biography. We're getting a WWE production that they've co-opted with A&E, and they have every right to do it. It's just a bummer because the stories are so good and so compelling that you would like to get more of that, and they're not going to do it, and because they're not going to do it, they'd just be better off saying, we're not even going there. We're just, if we can't actually handle it and have a conversation or even say, hey, in hindsight, we were wrong, and now let's tell you about the steps that we've taken and almost make it seem as though it's some fucking tribute to Roddy that they've changed some of the ways they go about doing business, something that adds context to it. Instead, it just comes off super shitty. The guy was being a whistleblower and and died, and we laughed at him and fired him. Like, it just makes you look evil. Like, it makes you look horrible in the process. I mean, he was right. <laughs> like, he was right. And you fired him because he said something. That, that's about as shitty as you can you can look when you do something like that. So that's all. That's all. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, obsess over it. But it was just a. It, it awkward. It was very awkward in that context. All right, uh, Aaron. I don't know how long you're staying on with us this week. So why don't you start the biggest things for you this week that you want to talk about? Um, well, let's talk about it. Obviously, we won't have a lot of time before this comes out, but let's talk about what may or may not happen tonight with the uh, Reigns Daniel Bryan thing. Um, let's start with Brandon. Brandon's convinced this is him moving to NXT. I'm still not. I I'm in favor of it, but I'm I'm absolutely not convinced of that. I mean, look, could it be? Sure. I would use the word convinced. It it absolutely could be. It could just be him moving to Raw. Frankly, that's, I mean, that's like, what I'm thinking. You know, like it could... he's he's going to take a few months off to go be dad again, and then he's going to pop up on Raw. Yeah, I mean, that's that's look, it's payback last season, so you don't really need him around. Um, you need you don't really need him back till SummerSlam or maybe Money in the Bank. Whatever. So yeah, I mean, that's I, I I think he's going to be. I don't. I sure certainly don't think he's winning the match. Um, but no. I you know I think that he'll end up somewhere else. Could it be NXT? Sure. I mean, if that's something that he's really interested in doing, if he's been pitching the idea of I want to spend some time in NXT doing some shit, I'm sure they are more than happy to listen to him and to give him that opportunity and hope that it pops some numbers having Daniel Bryan on NXT. I'm sure that's the case. Am I convinced of it? Not necessarily, especially like with Raw's numbers kind of slipping a little bit recently. It would make more sense to try to say, hey, we need to load something else up over there. And maybe Daniel well, Bryan. Well, plus, w when I came up with this theory, that was 
with the theory that Finn Balor would be going to Raw, but now we know Finn Balor's coming back to NXT next week. I mean, what a weird... He was just hanging out in Mexico, so not weird. really caring about the match. So, it's so weird. <laughs> it was a weird, weird bit, right? It's so weird. Everything's so weird. They did, they did Adam a bit... Cole, Adam Cole, like... Adam Cole, like, he didn't lose, you know, like, he's, he's <laughs> right? still... I mean, I'm, going, I'm going for you, Karrion Cross. Yeah, there's, like, what? There, there's no... By the way, and I, I'll be the one to say it, uh, we got the exact opposite this week on AEW. The thing that I said was so atrociously bad, they fixed. They fixed. They fixed. Yeah. Now, it can't be the only time that Team Taz ever wins a match. By the way, I think Brian Cage is joining us next week. Um, uh, it can't be the only time they ever win a match, but the, it was a massive match to win. Like, we can't ignore the fact that not only did they finally win, they fucking won a really big match. That, that was, I'm and, uh, in a shocking way, no one expected that. No, no question. And so they kind of fixed that, whereas NXT fell into the trap of, hey, the results of the big matches don't mean anything at all. Um, you know, th- this is, uh, Finn Balor lost and doesn't give a shit. Uh, Adam Cole lost and doesn't give a shit. We're going to act like he didn't. It's, it, results are, the match, the results of a match should matter. They should matter. And I just, I'll never like that. I'll never like when you just sort of pretend like it never happened. I, I have no problem with Adam Cole being arrogant. Like, I have no problem with Adam Cole being defiant because those are things that are true about his character. But you didn't paint that as being Ad, Adam Cole out of his mind arrogant or defiant. It was painted as being Adam Cole reclaiming his spot. I mean, all you need to do is have uh, Markazi just say, you know, you you lost. How do you feel about that? And then have Cole do the rant about how he's still Adam Cole or whatever. And, right. And as long as Adam Cole is saying that the results don't matter, that's fine. Adam Cole can believe that. But you needed that other side, again, just to say, well, you lost. And then get his reaction of it. The way they presented it was legitimately almost, it doesn't matter almost to no either side. Exactly right. Almost no pushback whatsoever. Um, I mean, it's a weird bit, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to say about it. We'll see where it goes. I don't know why Finn Balor's still on NXT. I, I, I mean, at some Was point... Was Karrion Cross even on the show? Uh, I don't remember him being no, on the I show. No, I don't think he was. Now that I think, think so? It. I don't think he was. I think you're right about that. I don't think he was on the show. Uh, but going back to SmackDown, I, I mean, I assume this is just the next thing that ultimately leads to Cesaro being in the title match. I assume... That's the case here. I guess there's still the question of is Edge alive? Is he I was just gonna ask, do you think they get this do you think they make this messy with Edge interfering? I kind of hope they do, because again, I, I don't want Cesaro to get the payback lash match. I want this to be a real well, hang on, but he if, ducks Cesaro but for But if but if Edge interferes, that doesn't that mean there isn't a finish to this match and then you have to do Edge Daniel Bryan? Well, okay, maybe you get the finish, but then you move on to Edge Daniel Bryan and Roman does But if, does but if you get the finish, then Daniel Bryan's supposed to leave. Well, what if what if Edge... No, no, you can't do Edge screwing over Daniel Bryan and then Edge going straight to Roman. I was about That's to what I'm saying. that if, possibility. If, so. if Edge is involved tonight... We're, by the way, we had to tape late this week. Uh, blame the NFL. Blame the... So maybe, maybe Edge doesn't get involved tonight but pops up right away whether it's right after the match or but i think we would all point out that we do believe there's an edge daniel bryan thing that still kind of has to be resolved at some point right i don't think you have to i i think that if you you know you just kind of let it fizzle because yes there is a thing but they both lost like the thing was over the title if they lose and that you know and then each of them lose individually it's not so, it's something they can come back to, but I don't think it's something that's like, oh my god, we have to have this. 
I mean, I definitely don't have to have it, but admittedly, I don't have to have a lot of things with Edge at this point, <laughs> so it's 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 maybe not my comment. I, I do feel as though there was something... I, to your point, they both lost, yes, but they both lost because of Jey Uso, and Edge still seemed to be really pissed off that he had to be in that type of match anyway. I just don't know that we ever really got resolution to that. You didn't get resolution, I'm just not... Like, it's not something, that, if you told me that Daniel Bryan goes to Raw and you don't have resolution, it's not one of those things that I'm like, oh my god, you told this huge story and never gave us a, a payoff Well, but I, I, but I also think that, like, there is the thing where Edge interrupts the match, it means that Daniel Bryan doesn't have to go anywhere, because he Sure, especially as you're having this Adam Pearce, Sonya Deville spat, you can have, you know, one of them one-up each other and, and nullify that stipulation. Well, but if the if he doesn't oh, lose, or, oh, you're just saying no contest, period. Right. The edge okay. edge interrupts the match. It never finishes, so he doesn't lose. He stays. He stays and on. And pay backlash. Yep. There's okay. some. Well, I mean, if, if that's what you want to, if if you're if it's really about getting Daniel Bryan on another show, sure. But if they're if they don't actually care about that, if that was just yeah. to try to make this match seem more interesting this week, then. They can just make it go away by having there be a non-finish on uh, on SmackDown. That's an option. Um, all right, what else from... I guess let's go in order. What else from SmackDown do we need to cover? Anything? I don't even... Oh, Wait, I, I was, I was going to say, like, so much of that was just about that match and everything. Again, like, I, I just wanted to keep... Oh, wait, I do want to talk a little bit about the uh, kind of the Big E, Kevin Owens segment and everything that came out of that. I couldn't figure out what they were going I, for. I have no either. fucking clue what they were going for there. I, In fact, to the point where I thought it was atrocious. Like, I, it just I, feels like they're just throwing the triple threat match or something. Or but what are they doing with Big Fatal E? Fatal like, four-way. Yeah, I think e all four of them were... that Kevin Owens got a title shot did not make Big E look good. Nope. Nope. It looked It doesn't awful. look good, but it's logical. Eh. They just got beat up by someone else to lose his title, and they're going to give someone else a title match. I mean, I got... I kind of get it. Like, he didn't lose a fair match. He lost because a giant guy came in and yeah, hit him. Yeah, but something. if you're a face, there's a way of doing that, which is, hey, a reminder. Oh, I, no, it was executed poor. A reminder, yeah. Yeah, I still. It was, hey, no matter who wins, I'm next. Right, I want my title back. You know, there's a way that faces do that. It's it's not. By, by the way, Biggie's character in general has been like this. The whole I think I mentioned this weeks ago when they had him out on the couch mocking Apollo Crew. You know what I mean? Like, his character has been this. This no, but being on the couch mocking Apollo Crews was much more like something the New Day would do than... No, but than, it was before Apollo Crews was a heel. <laughs> it was I, when I, Apollo... And he kept telling Apollo to go to catering and stuff. I don't know no, if you're... Like, I mean, this is before he turned heel. I remember it, and I, like he had beat him a bunch of times. It was when it was butt awkward that Apollo Crews did keep getting chances, right. frankly. I mean, like... It, yeah. But but that the I don't antics, know, but your top your one of your top faces shouldn't tell someone to go eat catering. I mean, like I mean, that's, I, that's a yeah, really, that, that might have been a little far. I hear you, but the antics were still very New Day like, like they were New Day like antics to be participating in. But it goes back to the problem that I said to begin with with Big E and why I didn't want him to have separate music and why I didn't because I don't think they they do this right. I think once they do it, he's just a big guy, and they've got a list of things that big guys do. And that, like, what what they can look like, what they can participate in, and that's not what Biggie made Biggie work. Biggie didn't work the the way they did it the first time. It didn't. It was fine, but it didn't transcend in any way. Being a part of the New Day transcended. The New Day was transcendent, and it worked because of that. And so everything they've done since then has concerned me. It's 
it's not been enough to me that they've had, you know, they interacted at WrestleMania, which I think you've heard is the one time all year when, like, Raw and SmackDown stars might be anywhere near each other. That's not enough. Big E should have still been a part of the New Day just on a different show. The moment that he wasn't, I was immediately going to be concerned, and no doubt, th- this sucked on Friday. I mean, it was a, it was a horrible segment. It, it, it did nothing for anyone. It, it made, it was, it made Kevin Owens feel weird. Like, how is when you're a face, how are you supposed to respond to that? Like, right. I, it's just they just both kind of look like weasels. Like, they just sort of both kind of look like smiling. Ha 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 ha. No, it's like what? No, I didn't want any of that. I was completely uninterested in that and absolutely concerned to your point, Aaron, that you brought up about whether or not they think that Biggie is a heel. I I'm very concerned about that. I, I'm that's sure as hell what it felt like. It, it might have just been a bad, badly written segment, which we've seen plenty of times before. But if that was like, if I have to guess what the intention is, it feels like the beginning of a heel turn. Why do you go back to something you just said a second ago? You don't want Cesaro to get the match at Payback Lash. Because I think there's something there with Roman actually ducking him for a while and really building up that anticipation. Of course, if if you build the anticipation for as much as I'm thinking, you almost have to pull the trigger on Cesaro, which and again, I, I have no problem and, with. Yeah, but I don't but believe... Couldn't they do the thing with Daniel Bryan, though, where he gets screwed the first two times before he finally wins the match? I don't, I, I don't believe that they're going to have him win the match. That's part of the... Uh, I, if he was going to, though, I'm saying. Well, but if you're saying thing, if he's going to win, he has to win at SummerSlam. Is that what you're saying? Not even has to win at SummerSlam. But here's, I mean, first of all, Daniel Bryan won it. For, you know, he beat Cena at first before all of that stuff. And again, Daniel Bryan was not supposed to win. But I, I think there's something there where if you literally have Roman ducking Cesaro for two to three months, you could have as much anticipation for a title match, for a, a face chasing a heel, than we've had probably since that Daniel Bryan moment, honestly. But I I even mean the Daniel Bryan stuff from a month ago. Like, in my mind, I mean, I know that we overthink things, but I think they successfully sold to the fans that Daniel Bryan deserved to be in the match because he was in matches and didn't get a defense. Go back to Kevin Owens. They justified that Kevin Owens got so many title matches for the same reason. I, I you don't, can do that with Cesaro. Sure, and it you can still do that work. with Cesaro, but I would argue that there wasn't really an anticipation for that Royal Rumble match. Like, we wanted to see it. We were glad to happen. But, like, I feel like if you play this right, there could be a fervor for that first Cesaro. I think the Roman only Rumble. reason there wasn't anticipation for the Rumble match is because they did something weird where they, like, pretended it didn't exist for a month. Like, if they would have kept doing it every month like they were... I do think you would have had that. It's they had that weird time where they clearly yeah. didn't know what they were going to do, and then they went back to it, right? Where like didn't Kevin Owens disappear from TV for three yeah? Though, though I'd also argue that if you didn't have that first match, I feel like there might have been a little bit more anticipation for it. Maybe I'm just saying I think there's. Oh, I don't I'm, think you, you having absolutely... the match now ruins the the the. To go back to what we were originally talking about, I don't think if they if they have the match of pay backlash. That could be the beginning of something. It doesn't have to be the end. Yeah, I'm. I'm. It could be. I'm just not convinced that that they think that it's anything other than a payback lash match. Like I just, I'm not. And and that's that's my concern. When after the past two weeks, the segments they've put together, I think it could be something special. Mm, I mean, could it be something special? Perhaps. I I don't believe that you go this far with Roman Reigns. That and I'm. I don't believe that they believe that they've gone this far with Roman Reigns for Cesaro to be the one to dethrone him. And if he's not, 
I, I just don't know how much value there is in multiple months of Roman Reigns and Cesaro just for Roman Reigns to come out on top anyway. I, I, I will agree with you. that If they're, like, even if it's a quick run, which, you know, I don't particularly like, if you're going to do the ducking thing, you have to have Cesaro get over on Roman Reigns, even, even if it's for a month. Correct. Um, but when they've made... And, and you're right. If, if they're not going to do it, just go ahead. I just, I, to me, this has always been about payback last season. It's been about, mm-hmm. you know, they wanted to have somebody they could make seem like a credible threat for a match and then move on to whatever the next thing is they're going to do. Could it be two? Could it be... You know, this one and money in the bank and, sure. and money in the bank and then it gets you through money in the bank and then you're on the next thing, maybe, but I you know, I, I I'm just really struggling to believe that they are they are so in on Cesaro that they would go past WrestleMania, they would go past Daniel Bryan and Edge, they would go past having a rumble winner, they would just identify Cesaro as being the guy to dethrone a year long run for Roman Reigns, they've clearly made it a big deal the, the to dethrone yeah. him. I just I I'm I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm leaning more into the idea of either it's the it's the thing that AJ talks about where it's not until WrestleMania next year or I mean I, I guess at this point that's sort of where I am. I don't know what you're doing. I really don't know what you're doing. I, a lot of people have talked about Drew and ultimately being the one like that that's the way that yeah yeah Brandon you've been on that list there's been a lot of people that have been talking about that that maybe that's the reason why you didn't have Drew win this time is because you're already eyeing the idea that his moment's going to be finally being the one to dethrone Roman next year I don't know but I I just I think that's bigger than what they've portrayed me to believe that Cesaro can be at this point I guess my my only hope is that, you know, we know that Heyman is heavily involved with all of these Roman segments, all of these Roman storylines, and we do know that Heyman is a big fan of Cesaro. Maybe he gets through. Uh, uh, I think we're all big... And, and I think Brian is involved as well. I think Brian is involved with this well, stuff and, as but well. But the point is, I think we're all big fans of Cesaro. I think this isn't... A, this is specifically about kayfabe at this point. I, oh, and in kayfabe, you can sell me that Cesaro, you know... Cesaro can be that the big thing. I think that you can tell me that story that Cesaro can be the one in kayfabe. I, I, for me, it's the other side of it is I don't think they would from a non kayfabe. I think you could sell me Vince McMahon would pull that. I think you can sell me that that Cesaro can be a champion in kayfabe. I completely disagree that you can sell me right now that Cesaro can be the one to dethrone Roman, the guy that cannot. Do you know what they need to do? They, they, they need to do two things to get him there. A someone's got they got to do something with the promo because it's the promo is and i think daniel bryan right now is the answer but if he's leaving smackdown then that's not gonna yeah he has not figured out how to cut a good face promo yet he just hasn't but that's that's not quite there so they either need they need to do something there and the other thing they need to do is they need to do what i think they need to do basically a different version of what they did with braun Strowman, which is just have him do a bunch of really cool crazy shit that no one else can do you know, like the 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 helicopter. Like, why the? F- I know they're trying to save that for special moments, but instead of showing us the footage from WrestleMania seven thousand times, why don't have them do it to Jey Uso or something? You know, like I like I, saving I, it. I'll be honest, but like you can't build the character if you're not going to show us the coolest thing he can do. I hear or if you're it. not even going to like tease it. Like I, he should at least have him up, and then someone, you know, Roman attacks him or something. Like, like. If if you just pretend that thing doesn't exist until you want to use it for a big pop, like you can't, he's not over enough. 
to like do that. You know what I mean? Like you got to get the guy over first and then you can starve people of the move that they want to see. I don't think that works if the guy's like halfway over. Aaron, I'm going to I'm going to come back for a second. I you want me to believe in kayfabe that a WWE Hall of Famer uh hang on, two another one who's an obvious Hall of Famer, Kevin Owens with multiple chances and multiple different kinds of matches can't beat uh, Roman Reigns. But a guy who has won one career WrestleMania match can be the one to dethrone him. You were the one for the past six months saying that it should be Jey Uso, yes, because, who has less credentials I, I was than very Cesaro. clear about it. What did I say about that? It had to uh, be you, told in that, a oh, uh, heavy yes, you way. Have to, that, which is why I said you have to push it off. You have to have him duck while Cesaro continues to collect singles wins. You can't do it right now. But again, I think if you play this right, you build them up, you build the story up, I mean, and you absolutely okay, can so do it. And, and you play up that Cesaro, yes, Cesaro may not have singles accolades. He has a hell of a lot of tag team accolades, and the only reason he doesn't have the singles accolades is because he was never put in that position. I think you can play it up. You can absolutely play that up. I think you're you're really far away from it. And and, and I, I guess my answer would be that it's so... The, the the Jay thing is so different because he's literally the man's cousin. Because the story is so but we're, obvious. But we're not talking about you but, know and what because the storyline is. We're talking about the credibility. Of yeah, it. no, it's he all. Well, yes, he's being his cousin makes it far more credible story. That's important. That he gets the opportunity because he's his cousin. He's constantly being put in the shadows. He's constantly being put down. That he would get that opportunity. It makes way more sense the story. But secondarily, sure. oh, they, they guess the but, opportunity. Sure. But se- hang on. But secondarily, that- wait a second, Aaron. He at that guy hadn't also pinned both Edge and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania, which you're trying to sell me as being the most important thing that's ever happened. The guy that I was suggesting that Jay Uso could beat had never done that. Now okay, you're so, saying so now you're out on Jay Uso. I just want to I want to be clear here. For not for for right now, yes, one hundred percent. I'd be out on Jay yeah, Uso right today. Right now, it would take a lot of it work. It would take to get a back long there. time to get Jay Uso there. Right, which I'm is still, again why I I'm saying I don't think this should be immediate for Cesaro. I think it should be at the earliest SummerSlam. I think I don't think you can get there by SummerSlam. I, I don't I think you could, but what can you I mean, do for on, Cesaro we, between we now and SummerSlam? Being Mr. WrestleMania and having a win over Seth Rollins being a big deal. That's we one. talked about that going into That's WrestleMania. That's one. But it's more impressive than just a, uh, you guys were the ones who were talking about well, a win over over Seth Rollins at WrestleMania is a huge huge It's deal. huge, no doubt, but it's one. It's I, I, Aaron, okay, so, it, so in, Aaron, in you're the, doing two different things. It's credible enough to make you a, a contender for a championship. What if he beats Edge? It would help. I mean, I, I'm not saying it wouldn't help, but I don't... Dude, I, I don't think your understanding of how significant it is to have someone just run through WrestleMania, run through everything you put in front of them, and say, this guy is fucking unbeatable. This motherfucker is unbeatable. To then turn around and say, the answer is going to be Cesaro, you got to get a lot done to sell me on Cesaro being that guy. In kayfabe, in kayfabe, you have to do that. In- I, I will point, point out, though, he's not unstoppable. As, as we've pointed out before, Reigns does not have a clean win in his run. But that hasn't, that but that hasn't mattered. It hasn't well, mattered. Well, oh, but you make it matter. You somehow take Jey Uso out of the equation, and you have Cesaro. And and again, this might be SummerSlam might be too close for this. You take Jey Uso out of the equation. You have Cesaro look really dominant for the next three months. I you can sell me on it. 
I think that we're conflating how much we like Cesaro with, uh, and, much, and that's uh, that's I certainly think, part. I, I think that's the. I love Cesaro. I think he's tremendous. No one on the planet knows who he is, and and I mean that with all the the the, the nicest way I could possibly say that. You trying to sell me that WWE the next time they're going to have a massive crowd at SummerSlam is is buying that their main event can be someone that no one on the planet knows who he is defeating Roman Reigns. I, I'm not there with you, man. I can't join you there. And it's not because I don't think Cesaro is good enough or that I don't think he isn't worthy of something like that. It's because none of it really makes any sense. This is not how they operate. Oh, okay. and again, if we're going back to this is not how they operate, 100% I agree with you there. But isn't Seth Rollins just a guy, too? Like, I don't think anyone knows who Seth Daniel Rollins Bryan is. Daniel Bryan was just no, a guy so, before so Seth, being seen at uh, Two things. Okay, but that was before. The, wait, 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 wait. Two things. One, Seth Rollins was part of the Shield, which is a really fucking big deal. John Stewart. But, was, no, but you're trying to say no one knows who Seth. Ro- no one knows who Cesaro correct. is. Those same people don't know who Seth. No, Rollins they all is knew either. who the Shield was. The Shield was a really fucking. No, I, I don't John agree. Stewart no talked the about shield the Shield was. on the no, Daily Show. You assholes. The Shield was a fucking big deal. Trying to pretend like Cesaro is on the same level as the Shield is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The no, Shield was the saying, most important. You're saying the Shield. I'm saying Seth, Seth Rollins. Rollins was part of the Shield. That does, it's not the same thing. No, it's it not. If Cesaro the was thing. part of the no, Shield, like we wouldn't be having this conversation. The killers is the same as the killers. Like if I go say uh, Brandon Flowers to people, they're not going to know that, but they're going to know what the killers is. No, a lot of people know who Brandon Flowers is, but it's completely unrelated. There were three guys in the it's Shield. Just, everybody knew who they were. Nobody was confused about who was in the Shield. When you say everybody, because you were talking about like no one outside of wrestling, no yes, one outside correct. of wrestling knows who you're, knew you're who the people so in the wrong were. about this. I watch the Daily Show every night. John Stewart regularly talked about the fucking John Shield. John Stewart talked about everybody. No, he didn't. You're <laughs> wrong about that. He did not. Oh, he had specific. No, actually, I will I will side with with Glenn a bit here. Post Shield. He feuded with Seth Rollins and had him on the Daily Show. Facts. That did happen. It was a big fucking deal. Also, Seth Rollins didn't have to take down a man that was unbeatable. Seth Rollins got to insert. John Cena. He got to insert himself into a. a, I'm talking about the WrestleMania thing. Yeah, but John Cena was the person that he was fighting because John Stewart hit John Cena. But that was a, the, yeah, but that yeah, was a different that, that, scenario. That was, yeah, I'm talking about when slam. when Seth Rollins became champion, he oh, didn't sure. he did not have to do when you're there's a chicken shit thing, right? You exactly. don't you don't do this Get with it. Roman Reigns for it to be a guy, and that's not I when I but say what if that he's not, like. What what if they've decided Cesaro is not a guy? I don't know why they suddenly would decide, but let's leave what if. I mean, the what first thing I would say is, why wouldn't Cesaro you have had him won the fucking, win the fucking Royal Rumble? That would be my first question. If you don't think Cesaro is just a guy, maybe that would have been a good way to go about doing it, to have a credible Royal Rumble winner defeat the champion at WrestleMania? Oh, no, we're back. What a fucking there thought that would have been. But it goes a step beyond that. If they think that way, they got a lot of work to do. And the real question would be, why not? If if this is about Cesaro, I, sure. I mean, like, yeah, bully. Like, I'm I'm for it. If all I of mean, this... hypothetically, whoever beats him should be someone like Cesaro, someone who who should get the entire world by beating Roman Reigns. Do you I, think? Do you think this would be easier to accomplish if we had crowds? 
Like, do you think he could yeah, oh, go yeah. in there I, I think the crowd would be losing fucking their shit swing right people now every week? I, and the it, crowd I would... mean, it would sure as shit help. There's no question about that. That it would sure as shit help. I still, I still don't. I still wouldn't buy it as being something WWE does. I mean, I just they didn't right. want to do if, it. If, yeah, but if you told me, if you told me four months or whatever it was before WrestleMania that Kofi Kingston was going to win I, the title I agree. At WrestleMania, I would have laughed at but both it, of you. But again, and, it, and re- bet it required. But it required them changing plans. It wasn't their plan. Like that's the thing we got to keep in mind. Like we're talking about it like it's the plan. There's no, no who knows what the plan is. Right, I mean, there's I, no there's no world in which I buy that. I don't buy that it's the plan. Now in the scenario where there's fans in attendance and they just fall in love with Cesaro and Cesaro's got to be the guy. I still think the burden what they are building with Roman Reigns is is Undertaker-ish. It's that the guy that defeats Roman Reigns isn't just becoming champion. It's a step beyond that. And I don't believe they're doing that for Cesaro. Not because I don't think he should be the guy, because the track record suggests Brock Lesnar gets to be that guy. Because the track record suggests someone that they have anointed. And Drew then McIntyre. we're going to bitch about it then that it should have been Cesaro. Um, I, I don't... I if it's Brock Lesnar? Well, if it's Brock Lesnar now, yes. Brock Lesnar at the time, it was far different. Oh, yeah. No, well, no, even people. There were plenty about of people Brock that Lesnar. did, but I, you know, it was more about the shocking name. Those people that wouldn't care, th- those same well, people. Well, no, but I mean, everyone said, oh, it should have been someone younger, someone who should have, you know, there was a lot of there, that. There were some of those opinions involved, but it was also a lot of people that were just really pissed off that Undertaker lost a match and wanted to bitch about whoever it was that Undertaker was going to lose to. Um, but it was it was logical for what they were doing with the Brock Lesnar character for the years to come, sure. that they were elevating him above and beyond everyone else. What it appears as though they're doing with Roman Reigns is very similar. This is not about becoming champion. This is about next-level territory. Here's where I'm going to side with Glenn a little bit. I Let's say that we trust them enough, and I don't, first of all. Let's say that we trust them enough that they do this great build and they build Cesaro the right way to where it's very credible in a vacuum. It's very credible that he's going to win the SummerSlam match. Do you trust them for one second after that to keep him at that level? No. I mean, and again, and, and if it comes down and to that's trust, the problem. Yes, 100%. But that's the problem. It, uh, you can convince me that Cesaro can beat Roman Reigns for the WWE title. You cannot convince me that they see Cesaro past that as headlining WrestleMania next year past that. And if you're not going to do that, you can't have him beat Roman Reigns. And I would also say at this point, Aaron, if you're you're spinning off uh, Jey Uso from Roman Reigns, it should only be for Jey... Why why should... Well, I'm not even saying spin... Like, when I say take him out of the equation, I could mean put him on the shelf for two months. Yeah, like, like throw him through a car. Yeah, or like I, I, I don't, I don't mean. Now you could do it, but that that's, way, but that's my, my, but that's, into Uso's but that's head, sort of but my, could, my point being, if somebody's going to beat Roman Reigns, it should be because they're running through both Jey Uso and Roman Reigns at this point. Well, but that's that what I'm saying is, is they're that's, acknowledging that's what you have to do in order to do this because nobody else has been able to do that, and they're acknowledging it and they're beating them both. Yes. Um. So, so yes, that's a different type of of taking him out of the equation, I guess. That could be an option. Look, I I I I love Cesaro. I I I love I adore Cesaro. I would love for Cesaro to be that guy. I just don't have any tangible evidence that says to me that's something that I can believe in and and that they'll they'll make work and and they're they'll be committed to until I see that. I'm with you there. Until I see that. If I had to bet right now on who that guy is gonna be, I would bet 
Drew McIntyre all the way, no hesitation. I I am inclined to agree. I mean, unless this is in the look, the I think I, listen. I know they don't long term plan. I know they don't. I know they did that shit at Survivor Series for a reason. I I told you at the time that the reason that they did that match the way they did and the way they played it on the shows after, I knew that that was that that was that was done for a specific reason. Whether it was like, hey, we'll get back to this at some point. I don't. I'm not convinced they're like on WrestleMania 38. Absolutely, I know they're not doing that. But I know they want to get back to that. There's no way you wouldn't. Well, and, You'd be and, an idiot to not and, want to, and right? Drew McIntyre is the Brock Lesnar right now. He's the anointed. We have decided he is the guy that we want to have walking around being the fate. We want him to be a pop culture figure. We want him to matter. We want him to be. It's it's completely sensical that they would think that way. It's going to be a bummer for 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 the the nerdiest of wrestling fans who will have decided that's not okay. Who have decided that you that's know definitely going to happen too, right? right. Sure. Oh, it's going <laughs> to cause gonna a shit on they're, they're, sure. they're, especially if we're thinking okay, Roman goes through Cesaro, then he goes through Biggie, then you know he goes through yes. all these guys who we've wanted to see get title shots. Yes, for it to only go to Drew McIntyre. Oh, it's going to be some. It's going to cause a problem that. with wrestling fans. There's no doubt about it. But this is what WWE does when they build something a moment like this. It's for their guy. It's for the guy that they want on the Today Show. That's the guy that they do this for. And Are, how would you feel if it's The Rock? Yeah, and I was going to say that's the only he other thing. He can't scenario. win, though. He can't win, right? He can win. Well, of course he can win. He's The Rock. Well, I mean, but I'm saying he shouldn't. He shouldn't. No, he certainly shouldn't he, he win. He shouldn't. No. I'm just saying, you know. No, he definitely shouldn't win. Um, and if anything, he should be there, sort of wink, wink, nudge, nudge to help out. Drew McIntyre defeat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania next year to then set up a non-title match against Roman Reigns. Like if if that's the way you're doing it, it should be maybe The Rock that comes and takes out Jey Uso to even things up, something along those lines. Like he's not you there is a way to involve The Rock and do it appropriately. No, there's nothing that would be good about having The Rock be the one to beat Roman Reigns. That would be a very bad idea. Does it mean they're not going to do it? Of course not. It's it's the next president of the United States that we're talking about. So for fuck's sake, they could <laughs> they could do whatever they want to do. Um, Aaron, where, what's your reality? I, I I can stick around a bit longer. Okay, very good. Um, let's get the raw. Oh, the only other thing I wanted to say from SmackDown: Do you believe that they're actually pushing Tamina right now? Do you? No. Okay. All right. I just wanted to, I wanted to cover that. It was it was weird to me that like it it felt like they were trying to do something there. Well, my, I, I, my think, I think they that. are. I, I, I do think they, I think, I don't think, I mean, to what degree is the question, but I, I think they definitely are. And I, in my, my gut is that they want to give her one last run of some kind of some prominence. What that means, I don't know. I'm not saying she's going to win the title or anything. I think they want to give her a nice feature run because she's probably going to go away. That's what my feeling is. Okay. Is that like okay. she probably? In fact, I thought at WrestleMania, I thought that was literally it. I thought they're like, oh, they want to give her a WrestleMania moment so yeah. she can retire or whatever. Um, so maybe that's what this is. I that's my feeling. She does look better than ever. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I was going to say low bar as, there, but she looks as good as she's ever looked, in my opinion. The new gear looks great. Uh, her her gear has always bothered me, so she looks a lot better in the gear that she she has now. But I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I have a bigger question about that. Are they turning Nia face? They should. Like that. That's what this because they I even agree. the the week before 
they did the whole thing where the, the I can't remember which interview it was went up to Dana and uh, which one D- Dana and Mandy and were like, y- you realize you're acting like bullies, right? And they were like, no, we're not. Like just the fact that they presented it that way, I, I think they're turning Nia face, which is they might be, but that's that's a really bad way to do it. She was bullying. Them. I mean, that, the whole like, segment was abysmal. Yeah, that's oh, a, it, the, the, everything there was. Yeah, a I don't. Lot abysmal, it's, it's why it's hard but, for me to to read much into it is because it just it was just flat. I mean, it's just they. They're trying to continue to go back to this slip from WrestleMania as being like that. That had a one week shelf life and they've been trying to drag it out for a month now. Like it's 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 over. It's been over. It's dead. Please fucking move on from it already and do something else. Now, what they shouldn't move on from is Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke in the matching pink uh, workout bikinis from the 1990s. That's such an awesome look. Barbie. Oh my god, it's such an awesome look. Why would they ever? I mean, that's that's a million dollars. What a tremendous look that is. Um, the, I think the I, the two big storylines from Raw, of course, being uh, Braun Strowman. I, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. I I I guess this is just example number six billion of Braun Strowman being the big show. Like here, here's this for a minute. Go do this, and then we'll, I, it's it's. It ain't good. Like it's... Can we all finally agree that my that my analogy of new ascension is has a hundred percent come to fruition? <laughs> new what? what? New oh, Mason T Bar yeah. are new ascension. Like that's oh, that's, they, oh, that's got what it. they are. Like I, mean, I almost yeah. think it's Connor sometimes when I'm looking at T Bar. I'm like, hear I hear you. It ain't... Back. Oh, it's T Bar. It ain't good. There's no doubt about that. I, I don't. Who, who decided he, they needed three matches of that too? I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I just like, don't. I just don't know. I don't know. Well, I almost texted you guys during the show to ask if there was another COVID outbreak or something because it felt. That's like, what it felt like. It felt like there was a lot of like we don't have that many people tonight kind of things going on. Um, I'll buy that. Yep, I'll buy that. That's totally plausible. But why bronze in the title match? I I feel like me. he's there to take a pin for somebody, but why? Yeah, because Lashley's keeping the title, so they oh, don't want so they don't want to have Drew again, right? Yeah. Then why do in the I mean, that makes them... perfect sense? To you me. say that, but think... why put him in the match? Like, what's the point of him getting? Because it's WrestleMania pay backlash. Oh, God. oh by the way, have you noticed now so the way gross. they say it is like at WrestleMania backlash, <laughs> <Or> backlash, whatever. <laughs> okay, like a well, beat. well, first of all, Bobby Lashley has no idea. Like, I mean, he can't. Bobby Lashley <laughs> just keeps calling it backlash over and over and over and over and over again because it's. Just call it payback, Lash Chief. Just, just get it right. Um, I, th- there's a couple of things there. The problem with that being, it just means that Drew would have to stay in the title picture. If he doesn't eat the pin, then no, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no. He could be in Money in the Bank next now. Like, somebody can attack him, or oh, you, uh, they can do something. Yeah, uh, he, could, he could be in Money in the Bank, not get Money in the Bank for whatever reason. You know, someone attacks him, spins that off to the summer, and then the draft comes around. He moves kinda, over to SmackDown. May, and maybe, but it just kind of doesn't make sense for Drew McIntyre. Like, it, I, I think you could say that about a lot of Raw. WrestleMania right backlash doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes, that's a fact, too. That's a fact, too. Um. I said last week I thought the Charlotte Flair thing was a big nothing, and apparently they did too. 
They also thought it was big nothing. I guess they're trying. Oh no, to, there's something there. That, well, you, but it's related to Sonya. Is what I was going to say. Not it has nothing to, to do Charlotte. with Charlotte or the right. women's division. Correct. It's it's about Sonya and Adam Pierce, which I'm just terribly uninterested in. Like I'm. But I think we we called this last week. I, like I misunderstood something Aaron was saying as what happened, and that's exactly what happened. That yeah. that that Sonya Deville was going to do some kind of heel. Oh, we all, we talked uh, about that last week. Absolutely, that they could they could yeah. pair off in some way. But I and just that she was kind of in cahoots with I'm, Charlotte. I mean, she walked I'm, in the back with Charlotte. I'm not interested in anything more there. I'm not interested in any sort of match. I'm not interested in being a, a storyline at a pay per view. I'm interested in them just realizing we don't like each other. Why don't I go over here to Raw and you go over to SmackDown and just get it the fuck over with? I don't want any more of Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville as a storyline. It's not compelling. I don't want anyone representing them in matches. If Sonya's a wrestler, let her be a wrestler. Like I'm all for that, but I don't I have no more interest in storyline between Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville. I want that to Glenn, be wrapped up. What if up. this is the biggest build to Survivor Series of all time? Team fucking Pierce versus Team Deville. No, it's, it started in April. <laughs> well, and and then whoever comes out on top has to face Shane McMahon. <laughs> By the way, I, we didn't talk about this, but I was wondering who the um, you know, every time they release a bunch of people, whether it's of their own volition or whatever, there's always one guy that gets the f you if you would have been nicer. Look at the push you could have got or whatever. <laughs> so we got that this week. The guy, the guy who's getting the random tiny little push, uh, who was like. Very similar to some people who got released or asked for their release recently in Humberto Carrillo. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, because they, remember last year they did the same thing. Was it Apollo? That like that's right when they pushed him, like right when they released all these other people. Was it something? Yeah. It I feel like we've talked yeah, about yeah, them doing he, this. He like, got the F-U. U.S. title right after that or yeah. whatever. They do this like FU push with some guy that was like a 24-7 title person right after they release a whole bunch of people. It's so bizarre. But, like, now all of a sudden he is, like, a threatening person? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I mean, I guess. Sure. He I looks mean, good. Yeah, he I looks was just good. I'm glad we get to see him. I, 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 yeah. I kind of forgot he was on the roster, but um, I always enjoy him when he's not or when, he's, when he is around. Um, that would be a good match. And it, it, it's funny, if you remember, they were pushing him pretty hard when they first brought him in. I mean, he, went, well, they were he put- was on 205 Live for, like, one week, and they pushed him up to Raw. Right. Well, they they had all of the the yes, the, they had the Latin facing stable. each other they had the for Latin four months. Stable, correct. <laughs> the Latin well, no, stable. before that though, remember he was he was in like the U.S. title picture or one of the maybe IC or whatever. He was well, like we thought he was going to win. I think I think we all came he, on here he, and we're like he convinced. beat Andrade. Didn't he beat Andrade for the U.S. Yeah. title? Or was, that, that, yeah. Well, but that was part of it. Oh, right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, that was that was the stable. That was the whole. I, I mean, look, I, I, you know, God bless. I, I don't have anything negative to say. It's just very random. Um, I guess I didn't mention. We didn't mention when I, I totally forgot about Alistair Black being back when we were talking about SmackDown. Oh. I did forget about that. I like Alistair, so cool. Yep. I don't know if I can tell you that I'm. I'm excited because of the promo. It was. I don't know. I don't know what to say about I, it. I'm more concerned just because, like, you go deep in that direction, and WWE has never done well going deep in, you know, whatever exactly that direction is. So yeah, and I don't know where I don't know where you point him, other than people he's already fought for way too long, like Rey Mysterio and Kevin Owens. Like, outside of those two people, who do you point this at? Like, I, I'm really confused at where Shinsuke. this is going to be. 
Oh, okay. Well, I, I could be on board with that. B- Biggie gets the title back, and Alistair's kind of there waiting for him. So then you're just killing Apollo at that point? Like, it's just over? Do, do you think Apollo's a long-term thing? Like, I, we're, I mean, we're going to go back I, to this. I don't know. I think they put an awful lot behind it. I, I mean, that's the that. thing. I'm not saying, I, 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 I don't know if I'm telling you that it should, but they really are putting a ton of effort into it. I mean, it's a lot of effort to just have it die yeah. a month later. You know what I mean? I, mean, I don't like, know about dying, but, you know. To do, if, if, if you're just having Big E get the title back, what are you doing with it? Well, maybe Apollo, maybe maybe he could travel back to Raw or something. At some point, I mean, it does feel like at some point some of these people need to. I hear because you. Because have, have a shakeup before the draft. Just you yeah. know, do it in May after Money in the Bank or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not opposed to it. I just. I, I, I. Otherwise, I don't know what you're doing. I really don't. I guess we should talk about RK Bro. Um, the greatest thing on WWE TV. I, I love it. I love it madly. It will not last. Obviously, it will not last. We all know what that but, what that but is. But as long as it lasts for a little while, that's okay. Sure, it, it'll be fun for me. Even like, can can we talk about how ridiculous it was that Randy Orton's cutting promo was about literally killing a man like four weeks ago, <laughs> and now he's doing this. <laughs> It's a thing. That's absolutely a thing. It That's just, how great Randy Orton is, by the way. It is how great Randy Orton is, but it is the utter. It is how truly alarming it is that the what we saw at WrestleMania was just the end. Like it was, it was yeah. that quick. It was that over, and pretend like it never happened. Like and, and the and the fiend is still on Raw. Well, kind of, but, but you know what I mean. It's not all, like he, but we have a like still, with. But but what I'm saying is, it's not like that's on SmackDown. He's on the same show. As those people, <laughs> like that's but the, it's over because he pinned them with an RKO. But, in by the four way, minutes. you will, you will. I, I, I'm for two things. I have to commend Randy Orton for not laughing in that segment because I, I'm trying to remember what the line was. But Riddle said something that I was like, "There's no way." There's like three people that wouldn't laugh at that, and Randy Orton might be one of the three people. It was something, I don't know, it was this typical segment where he responds to the question in a very literal sense, or to the comment. Uh, I, do, I, I sort of remember what you're talking about. I don't remember. There was just, something he said that yeah. I was like, holy shit, Randy Orton is amazing for not laughing. The other thing is, if they work this into Riddle saying something to him about it somehow, that will make the show. Like, if he's like... Bro, why'd you burn? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you, you like, went from burning a person to burning one with me, yeah, there's something, something. There has to be some acknowledgement of like, yeah, bro, you've calmed down since you. Like, I just keep thinking about if you could do anything with these guys, you could have him trying to take Randy Orton to like an EDM concert. Like, this has team hell no levels of. Oh, it could be wonderful. Legs. I just, it, it just feels way more like a. You know, a quick burn for a match. I mean, it really. What I really hope it is is that we run with this, and then the breakup in the matches at SummerSlam, so that we eat at least get to enjoy this for like they go up against AJ and Omos for the tag titles or whatever. By the way, where the hell are they? Good question. Apparently, they're coming back next week. Okay. Okay. But like, that's the natural direction that this should go. I think. I I would like that a great deal. I would one hundred percent like that a great deal. Yes, I. I, I think it would be better than the quick break, frankly. I think it would be high-quality entertainment for some time. 
I don't believe it's happening. I just don't believe it's happening. Well, I, I want the pose of the two of them. You have Riddle down on the knee and Randy Orton doing his pose behind him. I just I, want that once. I, I don't care for, I if he RKO's him right after that. I just want the image of that pose once. I think it would oh, be yeah, I need, I need to contribute something else to this because I thought about this during the show. I'm actually kind of convinced this is going to get at least a pay-per-view or two. And the reason I'm convinced is because of the, the way they were producing the announcers. Like, I think if, if Randy Orton is going to, like, RKO him next week, I don't think you have Corey Graves acting like he's going to RKO him every five seconds. I feel like the psychology of that is you want to you want to be relieved that he doesn't right like you so the expectation you're creating the expectation that he's going to rko him in any second so that's why you're the, the story is that he's not right, you know what i mean right yeah I, I think maybe it's just me but i feel like you wouldn't be producing the announcers the way you are if he's going to do that immediately I guess the question is, can you do it for two, three weeks? Have him, you know, it prove has to be himself. long enough to win him over to right. where everybody believes it. Then he, right. then he does. By the way, when is payback lash? End of May, I want to say. I'll have to the double 20th. check. That. I think it's the eighteenth or the twentieth or something like that. Okay, maybe. I mean, twenty third. I think twenty third. Okay. So, I mean, I I think yes, that's enough time that. You could make it seem as though they're just working together and then still have that match happen. And, you, then. and you've got to sell at least one shirt. Yeah. Well. Oh, no. It's, it, it is the 16th, by the way. Um, okay. So that's only two. How many Raws away are we? We got that? two more Raws. No, nah, it might not be enough time. Might not be enough time. So, you know. I think, I think they fight as a team on Payback. On Backlash. Or on Payback. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. All WrestleMania right. Payback. Yeah. WrestleMania Payback. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk briefly. Is there anything else we needed to say from NXT? Like, I feel like we we said everything that needed to be said, right? I think so. Okay. Uh, million dollar man segment. Oh yeah, yeah, Wonder. it was great. It was great. All right, so let's I hope get they keep them going. Let's get to the thing that I, I like. I have to say, <laughs> and 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 it'll be met with eye rolls, and I get that, but somebody's got to say it. We can all keep talking about how how exciting the Forbidden Door is and how wild it is to see all these things. And Brandon can say the part, well, okay, but most wrestling fans have no fucking clue who this person is, and it's a very niche group of people that cares about this. But the bigger problem is the same thing that we're, I, I can only say so many times. You're continuing to do something else. You're continuing to just say, now here's this other shiny red ball. And while, yes, Brian Cage got a great win this week, and I can't ignore that. Like, he did. He got a great win, and I, I, I for his sake, I, I hope to God that there's many more of them coming. The bigger problem that nobody wants to address because we just want to continue to do our, our love fest with AEW is that we're trading... We still have Sting babysitting fucking Darby Allen. We still have in the main event someone whose name is 10 of a Dynamite show. No offense. Not telling you that's... That's not... There shouldn't be someone named 10 in the main <laughs> event of a show. That shouldn't be happening. We're still not creating enough stars because we're just saying, look over here, shiny red ball, new thing for you to see, isn't it so fucking cool? 
and I'm not telling you it isn't. It's not my thing that I'm all geeked up about. It doesn't. I'm not losing my mind about um, this match. It's 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 fine. I'm aware um, of who this is. I'm a I I I'm aware of why the Forbidden Door is cool to wrestling fans. But when we obsess over it and make it seem like that's what makes AEW so great, we're willfully ignoring the other side of it. We're willfully ignoring their large inability to create new stars over the course of their existence. That That is because they continue to do this thing instead of investing in their stars and pushing their stars and making their stars matter. Aaron, do you want to present the wrestling nerd side of this? I mean, A, uh, yeah, as long as we're admitting that it is a pretty cool thing. I mean, that's that's what it is, is that it is one match on one show. And, and yes, that you, you could say that this is a bigger problem, but looking at this in a bubble, like it's not like they're having Moxley do this every week. And But I would actually, the- I, I'm going to still step in here. What's, what's the benefit of this for, who does this benefit? In, the, the wrestling nerds who want to see this match and who don't want to have it see it happen in Japan, honestly. And so why why does that matter? Why does it matter to the rest of the people that care about it? Why does it matter if it happens on TNT versus happening uh, in Japan? Well, the, I, I think there is a big thing of people people who will you know who are here in this time zone or in America who who watch this versus people who will go out of their way. There are there are the people who think this match would be really, really cool, but won't want to stay up till two in the morning to watch it. Well, I think what's tricky would... I I, I think you got a really small... Glenn, does this help you a little bit? Like, if you're opening the forbidden door, wouldn't the idea to do do something you weren't going to do anyway? I mean, like, this is something that was going to happen anyway. It's a little bit about that. There's nothing different about this. It's just on this show instead of the other show. It's never happened. Like, it's not... Right, but I mean, if you want to say that John Moxley wrestles in New Japan, so like it's not weird that John Moxley is wrestling someone from New Japan. Okay, if you want to say that, that's fair. But at the same time, it would it, it's something where you are now. I mean, for all we know, someone could come out and it could start a storyline over well, there. You know, it and, could, and, and the point, and, and there there could be a reason. for What it. is supposed to be cool about the Forbidden Door is that you just never know, and the whole and I and I get that concept. Yeah. So far as we pointed out. It's compartmentalized. The 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 um, the forbidden door being open to impact has only mattered one way. It hasn't mattered at all the other way. It's been utterly irrelevant the right. other way. Um, to I the, was gonna say impact is the the forbidden door triangle. Impact is by far getting the best out of any of this. Yes, as far as them getting stars on their show yes. and it helping their ratings and all of that. It's done nothing for AEW. But again, right. th- there's not really room for it to be doing anything for AEW. AEW right. has too many people to they begin get the with. Good, they get the good brothers. They're, but not they're wrestling. On Dynamite, like they get week. the good there brothers to stand in the background. I think this could go that would be very interesting to me that was set up this week and last week. That would make sense as to why to have this on Dynamite, why to have it. So you want... if. if if John Moxley is defending the uh, New Japan United States title, you want it to be against a New Japan guy. So you bring that here. What if Miro steps up? And that's where they're going with this. To Moxley do what? And, to fight for the United States. Because Miro has said openly one of the big things he wants to do is fight in New Japan. He wants to work both. both but things. how would that make any sense? So you have on 
Dy- on Dynamite, a New Japan United States title. Yeah, that you doesn't... Miro that, saying that's, anybody... it's, but it's the same problem as you had in the women's division. I, I don't know why I'm supposed... You just bring yeah, in somebody else's belt. Right. Like, why why do you want that belt more than you want your own company's belt? I, I just... I having mean, everybody have everybody. A, I'm just... Honestly, I, right now, I, it, was, it was a clean way for me. I'm trying to think, who is Miro going after? He's the, obviously not going after Kenny. He could go after Darby. But there's also this other possibility here that exists to me. Well, so forgive me because I don't know anything about New Japan, really. I know some names. But is what's the history with Kenny and Nagata? Uh, Kenny and Nagata? They're not interacting. No. Is there a history, I'm asking? I, I, I'm sure at some point they've interacted. Because, the, because who is John Moxley feuding with? Right now, nobody. Right now, he, no, no, he, is, uh, he, he and Eddie Kingston are very much feuding. There's no question no, no, about no, no, that. Oh, Kenny, oh, 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 I see what you're saying. So the, the New Japan thing with Moxley has been weird because he hasn't been able to get over here. He just wrapped up that feud with Kento, which we saw get over here. Nagata is not involved with any of this in either way. Nagata is just a... Here is a a New Japan United States title match that we're putting but on. Like on histor- but I'm just saying, historically, is there a way to connect dots between him and Kenny Omega to make this make sense to further this thing that they're doing with John Moxley on their actual television show in some way? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. I, I, don't I can't. Know. I can't tell you definitively yes or no on that. Um, to my knowledge, there has not been a big feud between them. I'm sure they could they connect. Friends, I'm sure they've had they- matches. They I, like, argue I mean, he's, he's, like, he's a legend. Is, is he going to join the elite or something? Yeah, like, I mean, you know, he's absolutely a legend. You can create a a story, absolutely create a storyline between them that you. Want. All right, let me yeah. let me let me take two steps back. Let me go back to one thing I was saying, I, Aaron. I'm still really confused about the people that care about this. Are the people that care so much about wrestling? I don't believe the difference in whether or not they would see this match is whether it happens uh, uh, on TNT. If well, you, uh, by the way, you, assuming that that Moxley can wrestle like th- this could be a thing where they want they need Moxley to have a title defense for whatever reason because they want him to have it and he can't have a title defense in New Japan right now so this is only about getting the belt off of him I don't, I don't not even what... necessarily off of him but just making that belt relevant again because they they have just taken away their intercontinental title they they merged is it, it with the big can't title. travel to Japan is that yes the... Yeah. So the probably is just taking. Yeah, I, would, it off. I would have to think you would have to take it off. Well, of it, but it doesn't have to be right this second. Like it could be leading to him. Well, I mean, yeah, I, the belt taken off of him on dynamite right now. But yes. I, I mean, I, I don't. Okay, hang on a second. I, I'm just trying to speculate I, here. Why? I, this okay, is but happening. but stop. The, the, I'm, to ask the question about the benefit of it, to me, that I just don't. I don't see there being a bigger audience of people that 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 care. Now the point is, is there a bigger audience? Is there a bit bigger potential audience? Of course there is, but that potential audience doesn't know who Nagata is, has no clue who that guy is. The audience that cares is going to watch this match no matter where it is. They're going to watch it either live at 2 a.m. or they're going to watch it the next day. They're going to watch it because that's they're the people well, that care. Well, I, I think the better thing is they were already watching Dynamite. Yes, it, it, that's what I, I, I was I think say. that's the better... Who, the people who would care about this, they already have. I think it works they're both not... ways, right? Like, I, I don't... I, I but don't. For me, I'll, I'll be honest. If this match was for for me personally, if this match was happening on a New Japan show, I might catch it. I'm not going out of my way to see it. You, I'm, you I'm watch New Japan it. shows I, all the time. I, but I, I have to. I don't watch for random matches. I'll be honest. I don't watch New Japan for random. Matches. I watch for the. And this to me is not a a. It's it's very cool because Nagata is wrestling a guy who literally, you know, feuded with Dean Malenko and Chris Jericho and Juventud Guerrera. And all that, like, that's the cool part to me is seeing that 
just like, okay, you're feuding with them, and for a one-time thing, but, say, if this is so, a long-term feud, I don't want it. So this steps, but this steps into the bigger thing, and this is, and I, and I, and I'm gonna have to run in a minute. This steps into the conversation we had about Cody last year, and the idea that storylines don't matter, the idea that, you know, that's you just think that storylines matter because you've been watching WWE forever. It's only matches that matter. Um, and that essentially we can, as long as we just do matches, nothing else matters. We don't oh, you have mean to, like when Cody was bringing the guy of the week in to fight him? Yeah, well, like no, that, but no, I'm saying he, he gave a quote. He said, yeah, we had a whole show a quote, about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but remember, he was also wrestling someone who wasn't in AEW like I, every I understand, week. But I'm talking specifically yeah. about, we did a show about two yeah. quotes. Yes. One was about uh, Sean Sapp saying, heels and faces are no longer necessary. The, the, the heels and faces are over. The other was about Cody Rhodes saying, you only think storylines are important because WWE has trained you into the idea that there's a secret camera somewhere and that a guy spilled coffee on somebody, and that's the only reason why storylines are important. And we did an entire show about how fucking nonsensical that was and how bullshit it is. And this, to me, is the epitome of it's an exhibition match. Your point is, well, it's for a belt. But in AEW land, this is an exhibition match. This is and, and in a bubble, I'm okay with it. Like having one every now and then is okay. The problem is they've done. That's it the issue that I past. have. AEW yeah. <laughs> right. has regularly just done exhibition matches, and it, the the matches are I mean, fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with them. It's not that I don't. I, I haven't enjoyed them, but they have made a lot of hay out of. Pay attention, neon lights, shiny thing. That was nothing. It did not behoove. Th- they are still trying to pretend like Sting is a thing right now. They're still trying to make you believe that Sting is in any way beneficial to their programming when he is a giant fucking boulder that you have to carry around every week so that they can justify what a big deal they made out of Sting being there when it was a huge piece of shit. And now Darby Allen has to be fucking neutered every week so they can justify what a big deal they tried to pretend Sting was. It's insane. This, they want to, what a bit, AEW is where you might get this. What is this? It's one exhibition match. That's what it is. It's not a big deal. And what it could be is furthering something for the stars that you have on your own show. For the guys that deserve better, it could be more time for them. And as it it comes off very negative, and I get it, it's at the end of the day, this alone in a vacuum, not a big deal. I'm not as excited about it as Aaron is because I'm not. I'm assuming Brandon's not excited about it as Aaron is either. I'm assuming Brandon's almost not excited Actually, about I'm it at sure. all. I'm a little surprised Brandon is it because like he was excited about spin the wheel, make the deal, and all of this old WCW stuff. So I actually am a little surprised Brandon's not more excited about it. I don't know who he is. I've heard it, the Did name. you watch WCW in the 90s? He was on yes. for like two years straight in the cruiserweight I, division. I well, I mean, you know. We could talk about that in another another well, sure, day. If you want to say that the cruiserweights are bad, but like this Yeah, the, like, I mean this the cruiserweights, isn't... listen, I had a thought when we were watching uh AEW that like you know, every it's so easy to say this is a reincarnation of WCW, but more and more and more, it's feeling like that because they used to do this bullshit too. They used to randomly have an IWGP title match or an sure. NWA title match when the title is never on their show. And they also used to have incredible cruiserweight matches, but they would never build any of the characters. So, well, it was oh, yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. And, and in that sense, this feels like that too. Um, before we go, though, I want to talk about the one thing I really like about AEW right now, 
and I don't know how you guys are going to feel about this, but whoever the fuck this guy is with Pentagon... Oh, he's amazing. I, I love this guy. I mean, that that dude... I don't, that is, it's, so, it's kind of a throwback for sure. It's corny, but it's like in a way that works. Like I... I like him. I think there's a bigger problem that we probably don't have enough time to dive into, which is there's too much. We just have stables, factions, and tag teams. <laughs> yeah, and yet that's true. We're, we like, could talk about it another time. There's, but there's yes. too, and then and then it's supposed to matter when they when they fight as singles. But like, are they really singles performers that are pursuing something, or is it right. just again an exhibition match? It's the sake of doing a match for the sake. It's. <sighs> It's problematic. It's what happens when you have so many people that you're trying to involve without them having to ha- having. And everyone needs a manager. At, yeah, yes, every, every yes, group direction has a, or purpose. Yeah, and, right. and and yeah. and you know that the other two shows don't matter enough that you can just split off and and have those shows exist. But yet, then you want me to care about what the people are doing on those shows too. So it. I, I get it. All we want to do is talk about how cool it is that Nagata is going to be wrestling on Dynamite next week. And for the people that care about that, they care about that. Um, for, and that's, for, for this, I know we have to go, but for the sake of the group conversation, I do want to say that I do think that the existence of the elite is neutering the pinnacle. I, I, I think that it's weird to have two heel groups, and there's no way to make both of those I, feel equally important. I agree. I yep. wholeheartedly agree. It, and it, and to, to the, this episode this week, I felt it the most. And again, part of it too is the pinnacle just isn't strong. Like we have to acknowledge that that's part of the problem. They haven't. It it's MJF. Like we've got that's what we care about. We care about MJF. We don't really give a shit about anything else about the pinnacle. They haven't given we, us reasons. We care to. about FTR as a tag team, but not yes, really. But they, as but, them. But they, <laughs> by the way, they have. The they've way, barely been part of this. Right. There's there's a way to do promos without without. There's a way to do promos within kayfabe to go bar back and forth without literally destroying the credibility of a wrestler. And when they said, this "Well, The song, Rock never learned how to do that." Well, when they said the Sean Spears, "Well, you sucked in WWE too." I mean, I was like, "Well, yeah, you're not wrong. it wasn't. It wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't great. I, yeah, I don't disagree with you. The, the pinnacle thing has not worked. I mean, it, it, it right now. They need if they're going to be a thing, they have to win. Well, I mean, they they definitely should win if they're going to be moving forward. I agree I think with it's that. Hurting MJF, I think he needs. I think I don't think he needs any of this shit. No, that's what it. I said to begin with. Like, I I needed MJF Jericho more than I needed MJF. And yes, to your point, if you were going to have another heel faction, and this was just about doing blood and guts, which by the way, I, no offense, I would have preferred to be getting a stadium stampede again over uh, blood and guts. Probably. Like the stadium stampede was wonderful. I'd rather them do that again. Then and have that be the purpose of having factions, but I, the pinnacle thing has fallen flat. But again, I'm telling you, there was something good that I really liked from AEW this week, and it's the thing that I wanted to see them do, which is push guys as potential stars. Brian Cage got a massive fucking win over Hangman Page. F- Team Taz is irrelevant. They can, but Brian Cage should yeah. be getting anointed and put not anointed. That's the wrong way. But push that should matter. It should matter that Brian Cage beat Hangman Page, and Brian Cage should now benefit from that moving forward and push forward as a star. And Miro, once again, looked I agree. Unbelievable. Well, but he's Miro. Yeah. I mean, like... He's, he's Miro, but that, like... Like, you know, you knew that the, the, the turn on Kip was coming. That was brutal. That was... That segment was, like, haunting. That was amazing. Uh, I it, was, it. it was great. I do agree with that. All right. Um, what can we plug? Aaron, why don't we start with you? 
uh, VEASAN.com, check it out on uh, iHeartMedia, all that stuff. Uh, nightcaps, uh, 7 to 10 Pacific, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. All right. And follow me on Twitter at the AOster. Brandon? Nothing new, but more soon. Uh, just go to RamsHeadLive.com and Ramshead, at RamsHeadLive on Twitter and Instagram, and we will have lots more show announcements for this fall coming up soon. Look forward to that. I'm excited about shows. Um, I'm at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. Uh, for me, of course, at AJ Francis 410 and WWE's Most Wanted Treasures next Sunday, or this Sunday, every Sunday at 10 o'clock on A&E. For Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event, top dollar, 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 a la, a la, vent. AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out. Nothing? Dollar? 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 Dollar. Dollar, dollar?